welcome to Hot Weekly. Greetings everyone, this is Jonathan here, and I want to apologize for there being no brand new Haunt Weekly this week. However, there is a good reason for it, and the reason is we've actually been hard at work on next week's episode, which is going to be a very special one to us. Now, we're doing a Redux episode this week, which means we're bringing back a previous episode, and we're actually bringing back 261 which is an episode where we talked about our anti-Christmas music list. And this is from way back in 2020. Now, we did a redux of this last year right around this time. And I'm sorry about that too. But once again, I assure you it's for a very, very good reason. And the reason, once again, is next week's episode. It all ties together. And I'm going to explain how it ties together, and then we're going to kick into the episode. But basically, what this episode is about is every year... Crystal and I and others in the house contribute to doing an anti-Christmas playlist. We usually start work on it around Thanksgiving, and we kind of add and pick and choose throughout the season. Well, sometime in 2020, unfortunately not in time to make the episode that we made on it, but sometime in 2020, we discovered a song called I Hate Xmas by one man, George Patience. And now I'm going to link in the show notes this music video on YouTube. You should 100%, not 1000%, pause this right now and go watch slash listen to it. It is a right banger, trust me. You're going to want to hear it. Well, anyways, George Patience did a song called I Hate Hicksimus according to the copyright in 1986 and produced a music video for it. You'll see the video. Um, it is a very, very good song, period. It is a very good anti-Christmas song. It hits a lot of the themes that I particularly love in my anti-Christmas music. But here's the thing about George Patience and about this song. Every time we add someone to the anti-Christmas list, we try to look up the artist, find more information on them. We try to sort of gather what else we can about them, see if there's other songs or anything else about them we want to hear. With George Patience, there was nothing. And I mean absolutely nothing. We'll talk more about this next week, I'm hoping. But basically, there was nothing else by this person ever that we could track down. We worked our asses off to try to find any details, even searching through BMI records to see if we could find anything there. We didn't find anything else by this guy. By all accounts, he popped out dropped this one video, an anti-Christmas song, and a video that someone spent some pretty significant money on. This is some 1986 money being spent here. Dropped the one video, and we never heard from him again. Until now. Because, as our annual tradition of, we're going to do something that's holiday-themed, but not necessarily haunted attraction-themed, next week, we are interviewing the one, the only, George Patience, and he's already promised there is a lot of oral history to go into here. I'm really excited about it. I have so many questions. I've had questions for years for this. Just ask Crystal how much of an obsession this has been for me for the past few years of my life. I have been chasing this forever, and to finally be able to sit down with a man and talk to him about this song and the history behind it, I cannot wait. You're going to see me fanboy out over an artist that admittedly not a lot of people know. So it's going to be an interesting, it's going to be an interesting podcast next week. Now I don't know if we're going to be doing the episode live or pre-recorded, so please stay tuned to the Facebook, facebook.com/slash/weekly, um, to see if we schedule that. I'm hoping we get to do it live, but from what I'm gathering, we may be doing this over the phone and recording it and then uploading it at the regular time. But anyways, we are going to be interviewing George Patience unless something changes between now and then. I can't wait. I hope you can't. It's going to be something very different for Hunt Weekly, and it will not become a recurring thing. Believe me, we always do a little tomfoolery this time of year. Y'all know that. So, our seasonal tomfoolery will be interviewing a one-song musician from the 80s who just happened to produce a right anti-Christmas banger, and we happen to love very dearly. If you're interested in that, if that sounds like a good time, 
Tune in next week. Like I said, we'll let you know if we're doing it live or not. We're still hashing out all the details. But next week, George Patience will be on Haunt Weekly. So until then, here's our episode on our anti-Christmas list to get you caught up on the concept of the anti-Christmas list and introduce you to some of our favorite anti-Christmas songs. So stay tuned and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Haunt Weekly. Hello, everyone. I'm Jonathan. I'm Crystal. And this is Haunt Weekly, a weekly podcast for the haunted attraction and haunted entertainment community. Whether you're an actor, owner, or just plain aficionado, we aim to be a podcast for you. And we return to you once again. We are recording this live Sunday after Thanksgiving in these United States. It'll be going out the next day on the recorded version. But yes, we come to you after a week of rest, relaxation, way too much drinking, um, and a lot of anti-Christmas music, as we're getting into as This week's topic is steering away a little bit from Haunted Attractions, but something that I think is still related. Um, a, because every time we've mentioned this list, we've gotten questions about it. Right. Well, that and, you know, haunts are now doing Christmas, Christmas shows. Yes, they are. And some of this music would be appropriate for that. Yes, indeed. Now, what I'm going to do in just one second, because I forgot to do it before we uh, jumped on, is I'm going to drop the playlist link into the chat. It's an unlisted list right now. It'll be made searchable tomorrow as the live version goes out. Mm-hmm. But for right now, because we are all friends here in this live chat, I am dropping the current Anti-Christmas 2020 YouTube playlist into the chat. I just hit enter. <coughs> it is it there. It is there now. It is there. That is the list. So if you are available, um, basically what I'm encouraging you to do is going to be in the show notes as well, obviously. And you yeah. can, by then you'll be able to search for it. Um, if you're watching us live... It's going to be a little difficult to go back and forth as we talk about these songs. Maybe take some notes. Um, have some, you know, have some pen and paper handy and take some notes on things you really want to hear. Um, but if you're catching this in the recorded version, you have the luxury of being able to hit pause and listen to the songs as we talk about them. Yeah. Because one of the limitations we have is since this is going, this podcast is going on on YouTube, mm. we really can't play song clips. Right. Because we will get smited by the copyright gods of YouTube so quickly. Right. And we can't have that. We're too small of a channel. We just we, we would get the yeet so hard, it would not even be funny. Yeah. So we're, we can't really do that. We want to maintain our presence on YouTube and maintain our good graces there. But, indeed, we'll be talking about this list as we go throughout the show today. Um, and all that information, all that stuff I just mentioned about the playlist will be posted on our various channels. You can catch us at hauntweekly.com. We're Haunt Weekly on Twitter, Haunt Weekly on Facebook. It'll be in all three places. YouTube.com slash Haunt Weekly is our YouTube channel. You'll find it there. You can also catch us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, definitely... Feel free to join us in the live chat every Sunday at 8 p.m. Central. That's 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Takes a little bit over an hour because we usually spend like 10 minutes jibber-jabbering and then 10 minutes jibber-jabbering after. So it's like an hour and a half-ish to be your time to come join us live. Or you can catch us, once again, Monday afternoon, whatever random time processing finishes. In the early to mid-afternoon is when it goes live to everyone else in the recorded version. So, yes, thank you very much for joining us and... Looking forward to seeing the um, answers to this week's question, the week which we'll get to in just a second. But first things first, we have to announce the last week's winner, where we turn to you guys for help on finding additional anti-Christmas or Christmas comedy songs. And the winner we picked is... James Thurman with Christmas at Ground Zero by Weird Al. This has been on our list for a long time. It's one of our favorites. Um, so, James, congratulations. We'll be getting in touch yep. to get your address yeah. and contact info. You know, we are still behind on getting out the prizes. Yeah. We have a big batch probably going out soon. It'll cover pretty much all of probably October. Probably tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. We're going to try to do the signing and addressing tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get it all done. But Yeah. Well, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, it's kind of you know, pretty egotistical of me to think that people want stuff that's made by me <laughs> like paintings and stuff it's like so if you don't want that just let me know if you just want to participate in the thing and just be a winner and not get free yeah. stuff yeah 
which is kind of silly, but you yes, know. indeed. Well, that takes us to this week's question of the week, uh-huh. which is: What is your favorite winter myth slash legend? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be doing an episode on this sometime in the coming weeks. It won't be next week, but it'll be the one after or the one after that. Yeah. So we've got it coming up. But yes, what is your favorite winter myth or legend? It could be. I mean, there's a whole. We've done episodes on this before about Christmas myths and Christmas right. horror. Um, definitely send us your picks here. Oh, we want to hear what you guys think are the best uh, winter myths and legends. So drop it in the chat. Once again, you can if you're listening live, drop it in the chat. We'll get it there. If you're catching the recorded version, any of the channels is valid. Yeah. You can post it as a comment on YouTube at youtube.com slash weekly. You can post it as a comment on the Facebook page, mm-hmm. facebook.com slash weekly. Post it as a DM or as an at reply on Twitter, twitter.com slash weekly, Or use hauntweekly.com's email form. Yes. All are legit, and we do get, and we've had winners from every channel. I think the only one we haven't had a winner from is Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's probably the the weakest of the channels in terms yeah. of like participation, and and that's something I've noticed in the haunted attraction industry broadly. Like haunts will have like ten bajillion followers on Facebook and like three kids and a goat on Twitter. You know, so I don't know. It, it seems to be a thing with the entirety of the industry. Um, so, yeah, we've got a lot coming up this week. Um, housekeeping right now, we have a guest next week. Yes. We'll announce details of that after we post this episode, I think. Well, yeah, we have to confirm with them because yeah, it's been a couple we're of get weeks. Absolute 100% <laughs> final confirmation. We're anticipating doing it. We've been planning it for a while, but scheduling is always a mug. Mm-hmm. So, I don't like making promises we can't keep. And we're definitely trying to have a guest and in the later stages of negotiating a guest. But, yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, as far as what we've been working on, just continuing work on the yard display. Yeah. We had a very interesting moment. Uh, the uh, What was it? Friday, I think it was? We were out working in it, and the uh, new neighbor <coughs> across the street came over to take photos of it and tell us how much she loves it. She just moved in, I think, a month ago? Something like that, yeah. Not long. Not long. It's a rental house, so we, we're used to new neighbors coming and going there fairly frequently. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but she uh, popped over to say hi, said she loved it, she took a lot of photos of it, and said she's going to send this to her family members and they're going to be jelly and all that. So yeah, and, and oh, we had the light incident. Okay. That, that was hilarious. Oh yeah. Because we bought a bunch of fairy lights to turn our deer stand into a Christmas tree. And it looks way better than it has it any works. business looking. It actually works. I don't it, know how. It's crazy how much it looks like a real Christmas tree, especially as you're making the turn onto the street. It's nuts. Um, but we didn't quite have enough to do the very bottom. Right. And originally, we didn't worry about it because we were going to put up a scene with a backdrop and we weren't going to mess with it. But we decided to skip the scene with the, back, the backdrop thing. Mm-hmm. just didn't make sense with what we were doing. No. And so we said, well, now we need to get the rest of the lights. So we went, we, I went to Amazon. I reordered the exact lights. Mm-hmm. Got them. And the first sign of trouble was when they came in a different box. Yeah. Made by the same company, same strand, same look, same everything, but in a totally different packaging. <clears throat> and then we got them, you strung them, plugged them in, and they came on, and they were different colors. They're beautiful Halloween colors. Yes, they're purple and orange. The rest of the tree is green and blue and red, I think. Yeah. Maybe a yellow in there, too. Anyway. But, yeah, it's noticeably different. Yeah, we have one more scene to finish in the artist play. Unfortunately... New Orleans has been getting steady rain since Friday evening. Yeah. Like, incredibly steady. Like, they're, like literally a guy with a bunch of animals Actually, on Ark just flipped us off. I think it started raining Wednesday, and then we had Thursday, because we had to cancel our outdoor Thanksgiving. With yeah, our- but it mostly just threatened Thursday. It didn't yeah. actually start coming down. And then Friday, Saturday, and all day today, yeah. it has just been... One downpour after another, wave after wave after wave, and the temperature just dropped like yeah. crazy. It went from being in the 80s to being, I think we're at 42 now. Yes, we had an 80-degree Thanksgiving. Yes, we did. But, indeed, now the temperature feels about right to me. I'm yeah. actually very, very happy about it. I would like it to get a little colder to kill the goddamn mosquitoes. Yes. <coughs> Even if it's just one night. (laughs) And I mean, there's so much rain, and we haven't done our trick yet of zip-tying the cords off the ground, so I'm pretty sure if you stepped on the yard, you'd be electrocuted. (laughs) 
because of the standing water in the yard. Yeah, right now we've still got all the lazy wiring. We haven't yeah. gone through and actually because we were still everything was temporary. Mm-hmm. And we, we typically only stake things and do it proper whenever we know it's not being moved again. Because it's if you have to, if you zip tie the plugs off the ground using the stakes, and then you have to move it, it's a big pain in the ass. Yeah, and nobody wants a pain in the ass. Right. So yeah, we've been doing that. Um, real fast, I know we've been talking about this a lot, though. I do want to throw it out one more time. Raven's Grin and GoFundMe is still going on. You can try and check out tinyurl.com slash go Raven's Grin. They are only asking for seven thousand dollars. They've passed fifty one hundred, almost fifty two hundred now. Um, we actually did a whole episode on them, episode eighty seven, way back in July twenty seventeen. We made the trip to Mount Carroll, Illinois. We saw Jim Warfield. We saw Jessica Warfield. We saw just how insane he is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I in just like two days hanging out with him, I have enough stories to last a lifetime of this nutter. It's, no. And I mean that in the nicest and most wonderful way possible. Yes. Because we're all, we're all nutters here. But he's, yes. he's Jim's he's, awesome. He's amazing. He's just so wonderful, so kind. And he has been closed since March. The year-round haunt. It's his only source of income. Mm-hmm. Please, 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 if you can, kick in. It's such a unique haunted attraction experience. They also have an Etsy shop on their site you can use to contribute if you want, you know, T-shirts and stuff. And right. I do recommend it. The merch is killer. Mm-hmm. And also, um, Haunted Illinois um, is doing a special fundraisery thing for them. Haunted Illinois haunted-illinois-co.square.site is the storefront. We'll have a link to it in the show notes. They are selling special Raven's Grin and masks. $15 each plus $4 shipping. All the proceeds go to Jim and Raven's Grin Inn. And we ordered ours. Encourage you to order yours. They look badass. (laughs) I can't wait. They look really good, actually. I'm excited just because it's another good-looking mask. Yeah. So check that out. A lot of great ways to support the Warfields. I mean, I know we're all suffering right now. I know it's difficult for everyone, but I, we have to do what we can to preserve this unique and amazing attraction. Yeah, and if you're able to. And if you're able to, obviously. Not everybody's able to. Nope. If you're not able to, share it on social media. Help us get the word out. Mm-hmm. Our audience is small, but together, if we work together, we can reach many. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. All right. So this week we're doing something we haven't really done in 260 episodes of Haunt Weekly, and we're talking about a topic that is not super directly related to haunted attractions. We've had a few, like we're doing the winter and Christmas myths and legends, right? But we've always done it with a slant of this can apply to your haunt. You can use these myths and legends, right? These are the horror ones. Other than, although we did do a, eventually did a Krampus episode, but we wanted to introduce people to the other scary. Um, legends that were around Christmas time. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so, but we've mentioned it multiple times over the last 260 episodes, usually right around this time of year, that we're working on our anti-Christmas music list. It is a Thanksgiving tradition for us to, after we have stuffed ourselves silly with turkey and dressing and what mm-hmm. whatnots, we start work on the, the that year's version of the list. We pull up last year's, remove anything we don't want to keep, right. and start trying to find new things to add. The general rule is we try to you know remove a few and add a few. So let's let's just first go into why we do this. Yeah, because this is going to seem like a weird tradition to <laughs> nearly everyone. Yeah. Um. So Christmas tries to kill me every year. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean. Literally. It, it, it does. It literally does. Because allergies and the first year that we didn't have a real Christmas tree and I was not going to the hospital because of my fever, I wound up still in the hospital on Christmas Day with a gash in the back of my leg and yeah. getting many, many stitches. Yeah. And, um, and you have an allergy to like the entire line of Christmas trees, fur, cedars, yeah, the, that, that family there. Yeah. Is what does yeah, you win. any of the live green stuff. And I, I find it amazing. Your allergy is so rare that even though you repeatedly went to the hospital yeah. with damn near lethal fever year after year after year, no one picked up on that. No, no. no do- not the doctors, not your parents, no, no one. No, I mean, it's just like, it's it's a holiday, it's the holiday season. It's right after Thanksgiving. Crystal's going to be sick for the next month, month and, and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a mystery, Shaggy. It's yeah. So yeah, you had to deal with that, and you now for me personally, 
I just, I, I view Christmas as a nuisance. I mean, it sounds very Ebenezer Scrooge-like, and I guess it is. Yeah. But, I mean, I hate the fact that I can't go shopping without mm-hmm. being goddamn trampled. I just want to get my groceries, Brenda. <laughs> you know? I just want to go to Walmart and get an HDMI cable, you know? Yeah. Um, basically, though, music is super repetitive. It is everywhere you go. We play Whamageddon every year. Yeah. And... Two years ago, we did it. Right. We made it. Last year, we got taken out at a goddamn sushi restaurant. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck were they doing playing last Christmas at a sushi restaurant? Yeah. I thought we were safe. I, I guess you've got to put in the Whamageddon rules into oh, okay. the show nights. Yeah. I'll, since I'll you've have, mentioned it. Um, yeah. Basically, the rules for Whamageddon, for the, the people that don't know, is you try to avoid hearing Wham's last Christmas. It has yeah. to be Wham's cover. And the original, the original, yeah. I mean, Wham's version, the original, and it starts twelve oh one a.m. December first and goes through Christmas. Uh, you can listen to covers, you can listen to instrumental version. It's got to be Wham's version of it is the rule. Yeah. <clears throat> but the thing is, until you start playing Wham again, you do not realize how everywhere that song is. Yeah, and it is, and you are sent to Wamhala the moment <laughs> you realize what song it is. Yeah. And we all three got taken out at once last year. It was hilarious. Yeah. But no, I, and also I just don't like the fact that there's obligations um, to it because you have to, you're, ob- you're obliged to give gifts. You're obliged to do visits, to participate in office and cor- related events. Yeah, I don't really like the office ones. And I guess I need to figure out what my new office does because they probably do something for Christmas. Yeah. Um, but. I actually like giving gifts to my family. I'm dubious about getting them. I'm not oh, good yeah. with getting them, but I like giving well, them. And honestly, when you're an adult, giving gifts is just weird because I'm a grown-ass adult. If I want something, yeah. I will buy it for myself if I'm mm-hmm. able to. And if I am not able to buy it for myself, I'm sure as hell I'm not going to ask anyone else to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I'm a grown-ass person. I get it as a kid when you yeah. have no ability you know to buy gifts and you are literally at the mercy of the adults that's one thing but as an adult it's like yeah i can just get my own stuff thank you very much and basically one year we tried to figure out when this started but we think it was right around 2003 2004 basically right as we were moving to new orleans is when we think we started this what the anti-christmas list no it was before that okay so it was like well we've only been together since 2001 then it was 2001 (laughs) okay because I mean, sorry, 2000. We've been together since 2000. It was yeah, 20 years. I think it was 2001, 2002. It was before we got to New Orleans. And I know it was before we went to New Orleans, but I know it was the year before. But it doesn't matter. It's been damn near 20 years we've been doing this. Yes. That's the point. And the thing is, we noticed, as we keep noticing, that Christmas is coming earlier each year. Yeah. Um, Something And now it's colliding with Halloween, and that's really pissing me off as a haunter. Yeah, the only thing that's good about that is that the cords and Christmas light and, and yard, lights and yeah. yard lighting stuff is out early. Yeah, I don't I'm not, I don't, I don't mind the yard display stuff being out early, but yeah, it's really frustrating like 3 weeks before Halloween to see the Halloween stuff being taken down at Walmart and they're putting up Christmas stuff. Yeah, I think Lowe's is the worst about that. Yeah, well to be fair, Lowe's also does their Halloween first. They they seem to be like leading the holidays by a huge margin. Um Mostly. Yeah. At Home puts theirs out earlier than yeah. Lowe's. Well, at Home has a 24, uh, 365 Halloween section. Yeah. So. Because they just, they don't mark it down, though. They just try to get rid of it. Yeah, basically. So. But anyways, we were noticing it was coming earlier and earlier. And thus, you know, the problem we have is we both tend to get a little bit of Christmas cheer. But because it starts so early, yeah. <laughs> that Christmas cheer is like mid-November. Well, and I think the year that we started it, um, we also had extra family obligations. Yeah. Because I remember listening to it on the way to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Our our very first cut of it of the um, yeah, which was on a CD then. Which yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But um, I remember sticking in the truck and listening to it on the way to Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. So yeah, I ba- think it was our second or third one. Yeah. So basically, we started making this a Thanksgiving tradition to build our anti-Christmas playlist. Yeah. Now, our anti-Christmas playlist is basically a collection of Christmas parodies, 
songs, um, comedy bits, etc., mm-hmm. that vent our frustrations about the holiday. Yeah. Like I said, we started this way, way back, sometime in the early aughts. Mm-hmm. And as she alluded to, the first ones were burned into CDs for us to listen to while driving. Yeah. Namely, while driving to visit family. Exactly. Or driving to and from family. Because back then we were making regular trips to see both sets of my grandparents and things like that. Mm-hmm. And see family. So we would always put the CD in the car and that was how we dealt with the one-hour trip. Right, exactly. <laughs> one hour to hour and a half trip each way. Yeah. But, you know, time changed and technology changed. Mm-hmm. It then became an MP3 playlist. Yeah. Uh, we did that for a, a good while, actually. Mm-hmm. And then we moved it onto Spotify, streaming service, which Spotify was rough in a way because we lost a lot of the more obscure stuff that we had. Right. Like, we had found some really weird, interesting stuff. In fact, we have one song I'll probably touch on a little bit later. Um, that we, you know, we had MP- CD and MP3 of, and we could right. burn it, but we, it was it's not available. It's not been released anywhere on streaming. YouTube, yeah. Spotify, anywhere. So, yeah, we had stuff like that we lost. And then we moved it to Apple Music, which that was about a lateral move in terms of Yeah, library. Spotify to Apple was pretty lateral. And now we're on YouTube... And we've gained back some mm-hmm. of the lost tracks on that move because they've got legit legal releases. They're on official channels, yeah. but they were not burned to CDs. They were never released on Spotify. They're, they're legit releases, but they just never made it to Spotify or Apple Music. Right. Because they're usually from obscure labels and shit like that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll get to it, but one of my favorites happened um, when we moved to YouTube we got it back, and I was so happy about that. So Yeah. So here's the deal. Our current list, which is available in the chat now and will be available, like I said, in the show notes and available basically everywhere. We're going to put it on the Facebook page directly. We'll mm-hmm. do that Tuesday, I think. Um, but, yeah, it has 85 songs on it. We've been working on revising, honing, growing this list every year for damn near two decades. Yeah. It has 85 songs, according to a tool that I have that tells me the length of a playlist. Mm-hmm. It is four and a half hours of straight music. Yeah. That's bananas. It is. Now, <laughs> now bear in mind, the list is always in flux, even mid-season. So yeah. a song or two may be removed, a song or two may be added. Right. Keep checking back, looking for changes, because we're constantly removing and adding things to it. But right now, this one should be pretty settled for this season. I feel pretty good about this one. Yeah, we've done a lot of exploring of new songs, so... Yeah, more so than I think we've done in a while. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, each song has been handpicked by one of us over the course of the nearly the last 20 years. And if you're just getting the audio and don't want to go to the show notes, I did make a tiny URL that mm-hmm. I can give out. I've forgotten I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a smart cookie. But I just forget how smart I am sometimes. <laughs> it's tinyurl.com slash anti-xmas2020. It's A-N-T-I-X-M-A-S-2020, numeral 2020. Yeah. 2020. So check it out. Now, we wanted to talk about it, and we've got about, you know, 30-ish minutes. We can talk about this list and things on it. And like I said, we're not playing samples of it. I encourage you, if you're listening to the recorded version... Feel free to pause this. Feel free to tab over to the YouTube list and check out songs that sound interesting while we're discussing it. Yeah. Take your time. We'll be here. Yeah. Obviously, that's a little more difficult if you're getting the live version, but if you're on the live version, just take notes. Yeah, exactly. Or just put the list on shuffle later. I mean, it's your choice. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, because so, they're not in any order in the list. No. There is a, there's two songs that are in order. Everything else is fairly random. Yeah. Yeah, first and last. Right? First and last have a specific order. Everything else is more or less random. Yep. We, we, I did. Well, I know I did pair two others. We'll discuss in a minute. Yes, but that that's it. There's only well, a couple. Those two need to be together. Those two need to be together. There's only a couple places where pairing matters at all. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so the way I, I think the easiest to discuss is to talk about the types of songs on the list, and that brings us to the first type: parodies of Christmas songs. Indeed. This this is kind of a classic Christmas comedy. You take a well-loved Christmas song, whether it's a modern Christmas song or a historical one, right? and you make it funny, and you use that as the vehicle for venting said frustration. Yeah, I actually had a teacher who had us do this, make a, um, rewrite the lyrics for A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. 
and we could pick the Christmas Carol, and we had to rewrite the lyrics. And that's that's basically what this is, because you keep the same music. Yeah, you just you try to make it funny. And which is interesting that when we talk about parodies of Christmas songs, one artist that isn't in this list is particular list is Weird Al Yankovic. Right. He has Christmas songs. We're going to discuss them. Yeah. But none of them are parodies of popular songs. No, he writes his own. He writes. He wrote his own. He actually doesn't do as many parodies as a lot of people think he does. Right. But anyways, the absolute legend in this area mm-hmm. is Bob Rivers. Yes. He has multiple um, yeah. albums. Now, he Bob Rivers is actually a radio show. Right. But all the tracks are attributed to him and released by him. So right. I, I'm not sure exactly how this all works. But he has literally two albums full of this mm-hmm. and other loose tracks just hanging out there. Um, basically, he's written so much anti-Christmas music, we could probably do this whole playlist just with him. Yes. But we don't. <laughs> no, we choose not to. We limit ourselves to a handful. That said, there are a few that stand out and we do keep around. One is Wreck the Malls, which is a parody of Deck the Halls. Yeah. Chipmunks Roasting on an Open Fire, which is a parody of the old King Cole song, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. Mm-hmm. This time, though, they're roasting Alvin and their Chip Alvin Simon Theodore knockoffs they have, mm-hmm. and it's absolutely hilarious. Um, the Twelve Pains of Christmas. Wait. Since, huh? Go ahead. Twelve Pains of Christmas, obviously, is the Twelve Days of Christmas. Right, which Greg Reinhardt um, wrote in for his yes. answer last week. I, I heard that. Yep. Um, they basically come from, he has two albums. One is Twisted Christmas, and the other is Bob Rivers Presents More Twisted Christmas. I have no idea why that's the <laughs> title. <laughs> it could have just been More Twisted Christmas, Bob. You could have made it real easy <laughs> on us. And he got screwed up. He had to have his name there. Yes, he did. But sadly, we don't have access to the radio show, and the Bob Rivers site has fallen into dire disrepair. Yeah. So much so that he actually did an anti-Christmas podcast sometime in the past few years, and it's not available for download anymore, even though he links to it. So Right. And it's unfortunate. We don't have access to his radio show, but like I said, he could carry the whole damned list. Yeah. And our, our next... Um thing that we're going to talk about are Smothers Brothers. Yes. Um, I grew up listening to the Smothers Brothers because my grandmother had uh, their records. Um, so Santa Claus is coming to town. It's really short and sweet to the point. <laughs> it's like 16 seconds. Blink and you miss it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's 16 seconds and the first eight of it is chatter between them. Yeah. Setting up the bit. Yeah. It's literally blink and you'll miss it. But my God, is it, it, it when it hits you, it's funny. Mm-hmm. And there's multiple parodies of I Won't Be Home for Christmas. Now, these are kind of weird in that they're using, I mean, uh, it's the song is I'll Be Home for Christmas, the original. Right. There's several versions called I Won't Be Home for Christmas, right. which take some of the hooks from the song. They're not; These aren't as direct parodies. They yeah. take hooks and some musical elements from it, but they're very different songs. And right. they're actually very different from each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you have two very different artists here we're talking about. In Blink-182, mm-hmm. I Won't Be Home for Christmas, and Ray Stevens. Right. Just I don't know if you can get more diverse opposite. on the spectrum of music. Uh, yeah, uh, it's wild in terms of how indifferent they are. But the two songs are thematically almost exactly the same. Yeah. Thematically yeah. almost identical. Yeah. Tone and musical style... It's <laughs> just separated completely. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it, it hits right to that, those obligations, the family obligations yes. that sometimes you don't feel like keeping. No. And then that's it. That's what it ties to. Yeah. And they both deal with very similar situations, oddly mm-hmm. enough. So, yeah, I, I definitely recommend both of those. They're both in the list. Um, and you can listen to them back to back if you want, just to comp- contrast and compare. I don't think I put them back to back. But you're right. free to try. Yeah. Um, you're free to see how it goes for you. <laughs> and uh, the on man, our... <laughs> the myth, the legend. Yes, Tom Lair's A Christmas Carol, because I love Tom. We Lair. praise Tom Lair in these yes. parts. Yes, I understand that music was not his passion to continue with, but I really miss hearing new things. Yeah. Yeah, he he had probably one of the shortest musical careers. I think he only did like 31 concerts, yeah. released 29 songs. Mm-hmm. And he's lived on as a legend today just cuz all of his stuff is so goddamn good and so witty. He was a, an amazing satirist. Yeah. 
Um, and he did one Christmas song, A Christmas Carol, which is perfect. It, and it actually, yeah. even though it's called A Christmas Carol, it actually parodies a bunch of Christmas carols. Yes. Hark the Herald Angels Sing is in there. Joy to the World is in there. Mm-hmm. All of these Christmas carols, one after another, getting satirized. Yes. And if you don't know who Tom Lehrer is, look him up because I guarantee you will like him. Educate yourself. He was, he, he basically the story behind Tom Lehrer is Tom he, be, is. Tom, huh? No, go ahead. Is that he became, he started doing the satirical music, self-publishing yeah. it, got really famous really fast, mm-hmm. and just after about a few years decided, you know, I'm not having much fun with this celebrity crap. I'm going to go back to teaching mathematics. Yes, which he still does. Well, no, no, he, he retired. He retired. retired a few years ago. Yeah, a he couple just years. retired. He's still alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, in fact, he just released all of his music, the compositions at the very least, right. into the public domain or as near as he could. And I actually wrote about that on plagiarismtoday.com if you want to learn more about that whole thing. Yeah. So that's my that's my, my, my business. That's my, my day job side. But yeah. yeah, definitely worth checking out. The next category, though, is parodies of mainstream songs. There's not as many of these. No, not really. Um, but Psycho Stick is very notable for having done a bunch of these. Mm-hmm. The two we include on the list is Zombie Claws, which is right. a parody of... Um, of shoes. It's Drag- Rob Zombie's it's, Dragula. Yeah, it's Rob yeah. Zombie. I believe. Shoot, I forget which song it is all of a sudden. I'm totally drawing a blank, and that's embarrassing because I shouldn't. I know my Rob Zombie pretty damn well, and you well. know your Psycho Stick. I know my Psycho Stick very well. It's embarrassing as hell. Wow, that just <laughs> mine just totally went blank on me. And the other one is n dot o dot e dot l, which is BYOB. <laughs> right. Um, the parody of that. Um, and then of course there's uh, Leo Marichal. Okay, so he's Frog League Studios. Yeah, Frog League Studios. <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> yes, he does it a lot. Um, he he has um, Run Rudolph Run. I think he does one every year, a cover, and these are metal covers. So if you want, if you need your last Christmas fix and it's after December 1st, you can look him up. Yeah. You can play his because it's totally legit. Yeah. It's actually really good, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. He does metal covers. He did like Baby Shark for the love of God. He, he does did. metal covers of just random popular music, and they're all good. They all sound amazing. I would definitely uh, check out his work. Frog Leak Studios on YouTube. We link. We have Run 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 Rudolph Run in there, but that's not so much an anti Christmas song, yeah, as it is just we want to introduce the world to this guy because he's awesome. Exactly. All right, then we get into one of my two favorite categories. Yeah, the new Christmas carols. Yeah, people that are creating totally new Christmas songs that are more keeping more my spirit of the holiday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so on this list we've got Red Peters. Um, He's done several. Yeah. It's uh, weird. He has, he has almost as much as Bob Rivers right. in terms of quantity, but he doesn't actually have a damn Christmas album. He just sprinkles them like crack through his other albums. <laughs> it's one or two like here and there. He doesn't have an actual Christmas album I'm aware of. Yeah. Yeah, so um, they include things like You Ain't Getting Shit for Christmas, mm-hmm. um, Holy Shit, It's Christmas, and he has a two-hour podcast featuring anti-Christmas. Yeah, sorry, Red music. Peters was the one whose site was falling apart, and he had the podcast. I got, I get them mixed up in my head all the time. Yeah, part of it's because holy shit, it's Christmas, and chipmunks roasting on an open fire. Right, pair up perfectly because they're both dealing with chipmunk knockoffs. They are. Yeah. So like, and, you, and so it's easy to confuse them. It, it, yeah, basically. Go listen to Holy Shit, It's Christmas, and then listen to Chipmunks Roasting on an Open Fire. It tells a complete story totally on accident. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's deliberate, but it tells a perfect story. It does. Um, so, yeah, he's got his Christmas music was from all over the shop. He's got multiple albums that have Christmas songs. Definitely uh, check out his work, and he's got other great tracks. On mm-hmm. um, he did. He recently did a duet with Margaret Cho. Yes, we we didn't include it in our list. It was it was fine. It's just we already had a fair amount of Red Peters, and I like other work of his better. Right. Next up is another man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, I'm be saying that a lot through this, aren't I? Uh huh. In fact, I'm gonna be saying it again in just a minute. 
Um, Jean Lajoie, Canadian musician. If you have not, if you're not familiar with the work of Jean Lajoie, that's L A G L A J O I E is the last name. He is amazing in what he does. He's done a ton of great comedy and music, musical comedy. Um, he has three that made it onto our list. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best Christmas song. Okay. I wasn't sure if we were including that one or not. <laughs> it's, it's on there right now at the yeah. very least. Merry Christmas! Exclamation point, which I freaking love. Mm. That is like one of the best modern looks at it because yeah. it's, it's all about how, yeah, you're not really my friend or my family, but I know you, so you get a Christmas text. Yeah. And I'll, ty- I'll even type it out for you. I won't copy it. It's like, yeah. It's, it's beautiful sentiment. Send that to everyone that you kind of sort of know. Exactly. <laughs> And then the classic, one of the quintessential classics of all time, yeah. Cold-Blooded Christmas. I love Cold-Blooded oh my Christmas. God. Like, I have, so on our list, I have maybe ten songs that I absolutely love and need to hear. This is one of them. Yes. This is one of the ones that gets added first for me, because it, it's just, it's so twisted. And I won't, I'm, I'm uh, going to no. be careful. Because I don't want to spoil it. Right. It, it's, it's got some stuff in there you don't want to spoil. You yeah. definitely want to have the yeah. moment the first time you listen to it. But we'll just say this. It starts with the vicious murder of Santa Claus and goes downhill from there. Exactly. How's that? That's, that's fair enough. The first few lines are him shooting Santa Claus. Hey, where did a Canadian get a gun? <laughs> I'm sure some just, of our... I just realized it was a handgun. It wasn't a hunting rifle. Yeah. But anyway, it starts with the vicious murder of Santa Claus. Yeah. And just, it's downhill from there. Yeah. It just gets worse. Right. <laughs> so that's all you need to know. Definitely, Cold-Blooded Christmas, Jean Lajoie, it's in the list. A must-listen yes. for your anti-Christmas Definitely. kicks. And another, the man, the myth, the legend. Mm-hmm. Kevin Bloody Wilson, Australian. Yes. From Canada to Australia. Um, he did a song called Hey Santa. Right. Which has been covered endlessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bowser and Blue did a really good cover of it, actually. Yeah, I and think I actually like. I think I like theirs the better original. musically, but we have other Bowser and Blue, and you know, yep. And I don't know; it just made more sense. And that the music video for Kevin Wilson's was better, so no, that's fine. <clears throat> it made sense to include, isn't it? But yeah, so it's basically all about a parent who's like, "Hey, when I was a kid, we had." dirt poor Christmas every year and now I'm doing better I'm trying to give my kids what they want and they're being ungrateful little bastards is the whole point of the song yeah if if you're dealing with that frustration in your own family Kevin Bloody Wilson Hey Santa is your go to yeah and it's also unique in that it's the only song on our list that has a response from another artist. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So these are the ones that are paired together. Yes. This is one, the first set that we'll mention. Um, but yes, Buddy Good responded to Kevin Bloody Wilson with Kevin Bloody Wilson's bike. Which unfortunately fucks it up because it wasn't Kevin Bloody Wilson's bike that the, kid, the song was about. It was his mm-hmm. son's bike, but we're going to let it go because <laughs> no. it's that great. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's just that great. It is a great follow-up to it, but I've never seen like one comedy song get a, a response from a very different comedy artist. Yeah, these two people are very polar opposite musically and apparently in family friendliness and everything. Right, and and just like like Kevin Blake Wilson's that Hey Santa is one of the most vulgar songs yeah. ever. Grandma might get have a heart attack <laughs> yeah. playing for a long time, and kept Buddy Goods is so sweet and so tender. Yeah, and but it's it's so weird and it's such an awesome pairing. It's like fire and ice. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Next on our list for this is Scruffy the Elf by Scruffy the Elf by so, Scruffy the Elf. Yes. Literally, you can look it up. It's an Amazon. He's Scruffy yeah. the Elf, and he sang the song Scruffy the Elf. It's all about mm-hmm. the trials and tribulations of being a hairy elf. Yes. He's also taller in the video than the other. Yeah. Elves. It's 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 weird. It may be a po- he, I don't. I think he's just the outsider mm-hmm. in the workshop. Yeah. So, and it's all about life at the North Pole, and yeah, basically, it, it, just check it out. The music video for it is also great. That's a great one to watch too. Yeah. Okay, next up's Eric Idle's "Fuck Christmas." Fuck Christmas. I mean, come on, it's Monty Python, guys. You know, there's gonna be some genius here. Yeah. I yeah. just, I love my piano songs. I have a thing for mm-hmm. lounge music. I always have. Yeah. Richard Cheese is one of my favorite musicians. Um, so I love my lounge music. Yeah. And this 
fits right in with it. And in mm-hmm. fact, there might be more lounge music coming your way when we do our favorites in a little bit. Okay. Um, and finally on this list, and there's others, obviously. We're just pulling highlights from this category. Right. Uh, Paul and Storm, who, by the way, I found out, did the music for the latest season of Mr. Science Theater 3000. Yes, you All were blown away. The, I was blown away by that. Not because it's like the, I didn't think they were good enough to do it. I just didn't realize how small this world was. Right. You know. They did a song called Grandma's Christmas Dinner. I'm not going to say anything about it. because I love it. I love it. It's such a And pe- if, if I say I love something that's mm-hmm. a song, it's because it's messed up. It is really, <laughs> yeah. It's really messed up. It is really, and the, the uh, you get it. It's an another ambush song. Yeah. It starts out all sweet and tender, and then it just ambushes you. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to spoil it, but just be warned, you're coming and you're walking into it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> okay. The next category, drinking songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and by the way, this is also family songs, which is funny because I was going to separate these two categories out uh-huh. for the conversation. The Venn diagram was a circle. <laughs> Every song about dealing with Christmas and your family, other than like Hey Santa, right, was a drinking song. Yeah. So, what the hell? They're going together now, right? Mm-hmm. And one of my personal favorites, one of my, the, the ten songs I have to hear, if you, as you put it, right. Big and Rich, Drunk on Christmas. And also, the spawning of the Drunk on Christmas Challenge. Yes. Um, oh. There is a drinking challenge related to this song. We have done it. <laughs> it is. Okay. I am a heavy drinker. I can drink a lot of alcohol and be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. It's not a lot of booze. You have right. 24 hours to consume 12 drinks. That's fairly easy yeah. from a quantity standpoint. Yeah. It's, that's it's, one per hour. It's the variety yeah. and the mixture that will kill you. Because what you're doing in this is you're drinking each of the 12 drinks mentioned in the song over the course of 24 hours. And these guys have some very eclectic tastes in alcohol. Yeah. I'll just read the drinks out, and it's in, you got to do it in this order. Yeah. This is the order they're mentioned in the song. Right. You ready? A double Jack and Coke or a triple Jack and Coke. It's got to be strong enough to put a reindeer in a coma. I assumed it was a double or a triple. Yeah. Um, Rumplemints, a shot of Rumplemints specifically. Right there alone. <laughs> you should be pausing going, what the yeah. Right after the Rumplemints, gin and tonic. Which was the worst drink for me, because I hate gin. But you get to wash down the gin and tonic with black and tan. Yeah. Which I'm drinking black and tan beer, but they mean actual black and tan, the uh, mixed drink. Right. Um, Irish whiskey, which can be any Irish whiskey, I'm supposing. Yes. Uh, Jägermeister. Oh, that was the one I hated, because I hate, li- hate liquor so hard. Yeah, but we got the vanilla Jäger. <clears throat> no, we got the cinnamon one, too. We have cinnamon Jäger. No, you're right. We have the vanilla um, Jäger. You're right. And that wasn't so bad. Yeah. Um, Jägermeister. Wafet, wash that down with a Hefeweizen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then a Stella. Mm-hmm. Then a Stoli, which is a v- flavored vodka. Right. Uh, then you, a Budweiser, and then any vodka, so whatever you have handy, and then finally, you end it with a drinker's choice. Yeah. Any liquor you choose. It just has to be a liquor. So any liquor you choose to end it on. It could be your, for me, it'd probably be like a rum and diet. Yeah. Let me tell you, it is not difficult from a quantity standpoint. You can do this and not get trashed, but Jesus, there's guaranteed to be at least four drinks in that you hate. Yeah, and you just have to get through it as fast as possible. (laughs) You just got to do it, man. It's rough. It is a very, very difficult challenge. And, you know, having done it last year, and I don't know if we're attempting it this year. I don't think so. I don't know. It was fun. I had fun doing it, but I don't know if I need to do it again. Right. But, yeah, if you want to attempt it, let us know how it goes. HauntWeekly.com, HauntWeekly on Twitter, HauntWeekly on Facebook. let us know how you got through the drinks in that list you make. There's such a wide variety. You're guaranteed to hate some things and like some others. Yeah. And next on the drinking list is Dropkick Murphy's The Season's Upon Us. One of the, another one of the ten songs I need to hear. Yes, and it's it's a great video, too. It's a fun video. I always see something new every time I yeah. watch it. Yeah, that, that's definitely one of those videos you can watch a hundred times and still find new things. And I love the Dropkick Murphy's. Once again, Irish music. It's another style of music I love. I, I usually get my fill of it every year at Renfest. Yeah. But this year... Um, we yeah, didn't go. We, we didn't go. Yeah. 
there. There you go. <laughs> so I didn't get my, my fellow virus music, so I've been listening to some Dropkick Murphys on my downtime, too. No. And finally, Robert Earl Kane, Merry Christmas from the family. It's uh, more on the family song, but it does mention copious amounts of drinking, too. Yeah. I mean, the first line's Mom got drunk and then Dad got drunk. Yep. <laughs> Just saying. I think it counts as a drinking song. Yeah, I think we're... Yeah, there are others in our list. Yeah. But those are the three we list here. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So And, and that's, a, once again, a fun music video, too. The, and that's and the, one of the advantages of switching to YouTube isn't just that we get access to more music and more legit music, right? but that we get access to the music videos. Right, exactly. Some of these, it doesn't matter. There's no music video. You're just getting an audio version. But a lot of these, the music video really adds to it. Right. Um, the next category yes. are depression songs. And this is the one that I was really glad when we went to YouTube that we were able to find. Local H's Disgruntled Christmas. Oh, yeah. Like, it was one of my favorites and we lost it whenever we moved to Spotify and then Apple Music didn't have it either so I'm yeah. really happy to have this one back on yeah, the list we learned about it I don't remember how we learned about it we're big Local H fans and have been that's how we learned about it I think we learned about it just because we were Local H fans but we actually got the demo disc it was on once upon a time we have the CD somewhere and basically it was never officially released mm-hmm it was apparently the band put it out or something. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. It, to my knowledge, it's never been like officially, officially released. But it is amazing. And they perform it live at a lot of their concerts, especially around this time of year. Um, it's such a good song. And it is the perfect tone of angry slash depressed. Yeah. And it's another outsider song, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, I mean, because that's... That's part of why I like it so much is I identify a little bit. Yeah. You know, as, uh, as an outsider, someone who doesn't fit in really anywhere. Yeah. Um, I, agree. I agree. So. Completely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that goes, that leads us to Bob and Tom, I Hate Christmas. Mm-hmm. Usually Bob and Tom's music, because they're once again another radio show here. Right. They do typically more straight comedy. Yeah. This one brings the tone way down. And starts to really get heavy, but not nearly as heavy as Tom Waits and Peter Murphy. Yeah. If, if, yeah. if you know anything about those two names, mm. you know any Christmas song they do is going to be super dark. And their song's just called Christmas Sucks. Yeah. And I think it, the actual first line is it in it. Give me a new second. So yes, exactly. So I can end my misery. It starts with a suicide and goes downhill. Exactly. It does not get better. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. Very morose. Very the the, the beat on that drags. It gives it like a very ethereal feel to it. Right. It's very hard to describe because it's unlike anything else in this list. Yeah. Yeah. It's anyway. It, it, yeah, it's just tough to describe. Right. Okay. Real fast to get through this. Uh, songs about people with other religions trying to cope with the holiday. Mostly you're going to find Jewish songs, like the Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler's one. We right. didn't include that on our list. Right. But, of course, you have Cyril Silverman's Give the Jew Girl Toys. Which, which is fun. Which is just a fun song. It is. I, I mean, Sarah Silverman knows how to flip from being flirty to creepy like yeah. a switch. <laughs> and it's just, exactly. Oh, she's being all cute. Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's cute again. Oh, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. It does whole time I'm watching that video. It's like that. And then there's no doubt Oi to the World. Not necessarily an anti-Christmas song, but definitely a, a different take on Christmas music that I did enjoy. Yeah. So next up, we've got classic comedy. This is where Weird Al comes in because he writes his own music. Yeah. As we mentioned earlier, he's not um, doing parody for Christmas. No. So the night Santa went crazy and Christmas at Ground Zero are the two big... Yeah, well, I, I'm not and, sure if he has others. I don't know. I'd have. I'd, sp- I'd, I'd have to like. Look. I used to be much more up to date on Weird Al than I am. I mean, I've listened to all of his new CDs, but admittedly, I, I, this is not like when I was a teenager and so forth, and was literally hanging on every word he put out. You know, I don't know what changed here, but the night Santa went crazy to me is the better of the two songs. I like the story it tells. I think it's funny. But the challenge is to not get the album version. Right. Yeah, you've got to get the the original writing. 
yeah. on that one. Basically, you'll know if the album version, I mean, I hate to spoil the endings here, but it's the only way to tell the difference. It's the last verse. Yeah, exactly. In, in the album version, Santa Claus goes to prison. Yes, if if he does, if he goes to prison in the song you're listening to, then that's the album version. Find the other one. Yeah, find seek it out. It, it exists. Yep. Um, uh, and the easiest is it play- in our list. I, I'd have to go back and check. I think we have the album version, unfortunately. Oh no! We might have to swap. We gotta swap that out. Yeah. But no, the, the, one of the problems is the place to find the non-album version is the live performances. Yeah. And those don't make it on YouTube as much, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, I think we found it once, but it was difficult. And it's also difficult to get a very clean, good recording of it. I'd rather have a good, clean recording of the album version yeah. than I would uh, a difficult-to-hear one. Yeah. Um, but then they got a Sherry Stahl's I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. I had no idea who it was that sang that song until super recently. Yeah, I think that was the first song you actually added to our list. It would not way shock back me. when. My mom loves that song. I think that's why it was added. <laughs> yeah, my mom absolutely 100% loves that song. And mm. as a result, um, I knew it from a very, very young age and always kind of enjoyed it. And now knowing as an adult that a hippo will definitely wreck your shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, a hippo's a vegetarian. It doesn't eat you because it's hungry. It eats you because it's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hippos are fucking nature's dicks, man. They are terrible creatures. They're huge, and they will wreck your shit for no reason other than they can. Yep, exactly. So, no, you do not want a hippopotamus for Christmas, little girl. No. Stop being stupid. Your mom's right. Your teacher's wrong. <laughs> or at least misinforming you. <laughs> yeah, well, your teacher's right. Hippos are vegetarians. Yeah. They will still fuck you up, though. Yeah. Hippos are under the most dangerous animals in the world other than mosquitoes. Yeah, I think so. They will fuck your shit up, man. Yeah. And then there's the old Holly Go Lightly song, Christmas Trees on Fire. I love the story of this one. Yeah. Mostly because it's an I Told You So song. Yeah. Basic plot is, girl's uh, boyfriend says, please throw out the Christmas tree. It's kindling, basically. Yeah. She doesn't. Valentine's Day, predictable happens. Yeah. And we go from there. Exactly. Now, there's a few songs that are not on our list. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to talk about them. And, and encourage you to check them out if you're interested. Uh, you're missing. You're skipping. Oh, I am. Sorry. Songs that are actually oh, kind Lord, of pro Christmas that are on our list. Yes, we have a couple. Yes, are SpongeBob Squares Pants. Don't be a jerk. <clears throat> Which is just it's talking about all the negative behaviors that people exhibit at Christmas time. Yeah. But it's SpongeBob, so it's upbeat. It's happy. It's fun. It's right. It's not really anti Christmas because SpongeBob loves Christmas. He just wants you to stop being a asshole. Yeah, exactly. He wants to be able to go shopping in peace. Yeah, which um. is what I want. Which is why it kind of <laughs> jives with the, the exactly. theme, right? Yeah, and Oscar the Grouch is Oscar hates Christmas. Yeah, I because and even though that song is very negative on Christmas, yeah. since it's Oscar the Grouch. Yeah, yeah, you got to take it from where it comes. Um. So yeah. Now then we get the songs that aren't on the list for one reason or another. Um, one of my favorite songs of all time, and I have multiple. I have a recording of it now. Again. Right. But it's Era David Wood the Third. It's Halloween again. Basically, um, there's a, a theater company called Theater in the Park from Raleigh, North Carolina. Right. And every year when I was a kid growing up, they would come to the Coger Center in Columbia, South Carolina, and do their musical performance of a Christmas Carol. And it was a Christmas tradition for us to go. We yes. would go every year. And every year, my favorite song was Halloween Again. Why? Because Scrooge is singing about, instead of Christmas, why can't we just have Halloween again? Yeah. Just repeat Halloween. And I am so down for that. And he makes such good points. <laughs> um, and the whole of the song, it's a great song. It's beautiful, well sung. And one thing that is interesting is this year I may be able to see the, the performance. They've been doing it for like 47 years. Yeah. But this year, because of COVID-19, they're obviously not doing in-person performances. They will be doing a live stream performance of it. And I may check that out. I don't know. I think we should just because it's one of the first traditions that, you know, I was included in with your family. Yeah, you actually win one year. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it would be nice to stream it, and, and all of it's, us in the house it have is the experience. Pricey to stream, yeah. But it's it, it's still going to be good, and I'm I'm very curious to see it again. So definitely we'll check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, we eliminated a couple of Bob River songs. One is the restroom door said gentleman. It's a just not that great of a song in terms well, of the joke. <laughs> 
In terms of the joke, yes. I mean, it's like, beautifully the harmony, sung, yeah. Harmonies in it are really pretty. Um, but because of all of the, you know, fights over bathrooms. Which all of it's quite silly. Just just let people pee. Exactly. It's very simple stuff. <laughs> just let people pee where they're comfortable peeing. Yes. And quit trying to check out people's genitals when they're in the restroom. <laughs> exactly. You know, we've removed it from the list because of that. And and like I said also, it just there's better Bob Rivers. There is. There's just better Bob Rivers. Yeah. We have plenty of him. We didn't need more Bob Rivers. Right. So we took it out. We also took out Frosty the Pervert. We took out actually a few other outright pornographic songs, even though we found them funny as hell and not offensive at all. Right. We wanted a list that could be more broadly shared. Now, Frosty the Pervert is interesting because it's attributed to Bob Rivers, Yeah. but I have no evidence it actually was ever on his radio show. Yeah, I have no idea I have no where idea that one came from. Whoever did it did an amazing job. Once again, like Gresham Dorsey, the gentleman, the singing is incredible. Yeah, and originally we had the list broken up into three different categories. Yeah. This was back um, in the CD days. Back in the CDs. We had the PG G, one. Yeah, the G slash PG one. Yeah, that we could give to anybody. Mm-hmm. And then we had... R, which introduced hard language. Exactly. Uh, songs, you know, like Fuck Christmas and things like that would and be on there. And then we had the pornographic one. The actual NC-17 one. had everything on it, including... Which was that. no holds barred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, doing three lists was a, was easier in the CD days because you were limited to 70 minutes. Right. So we couldn't do... Because we have four and a half hours of music now. Right. The list now would f- take four or five CDs to fill up. Yeah. So we, doing three lists at this size would be a lot of work. So we just don't bother. We, we target, you know, PG-13 to R. Yeah, but if if you're interested in those, out. they're out there. They're out there. You can find them. You can find those and Google them. Yep. Now, on to our personal favorites. Mm-hmm. And we ah, we didn't forget to remove one of them. But anyways, we'll... Um, so anyways, we want to talk about our personal favorites. Now, when we started this show notes, uh-huh. I knew we had the same favorite. Yes. And because we think alike. So what I decided is I was going to say I was going to name one of my favorites mm-hmm. that was not that one. You would do one of yours. And then we would talk about our mutual favorite, which is our actual top dog. Yeah, exactly. How's that? That makes sense? It does. That way it's, it's not as boring. It's just us hashing about one song that we right. agree upon completely. All right. For me, and I did not mention it anywhere in the show, once again, going back to I love lounge music, mm-hmm. Ren and Stimpy, I Hate Christmas. Yeah. Who would have thought Ren and Stimpy would produce a musical classic like this? This is a beautiful song. Ren tickling the ivories, singing about his frustrations with Christmas, and just laying it on for three and a half straight minutes. I mean, it's got a good crescendo to it. It's such a great song, and it's... Who knew they were so musically gifted? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I never would have thought Ren and Stimpy would have have my favorite anti-Christmas song, but they did. Right. And mine, um, we did mention, uh, this is what you were talking about, um, mm. Local H's Disgruntled Christmas is, as I said, one of my favorites of all time. Yeah, it's, um, and that, that is a great, great and, song, too. And it's really close between that and, and you know, Jean LeJoie. Yeah, Cold-Blooded Christmas. Cold-Blooded Christmas. Yeah, those are two very, very different songs. Yeah. Because Jean LeJoie is more straight comedy. Right. And that, yeah, he's describing a, a vicious murder, but it's done in a funny way. It's it's meant to be funny. We're, yeah. um, we're disgruntled Christmas. I don't think he's being very funny. No, he's not being funny. He's being very serious. He's and being very deadly serious the whole time that song. Yeah, like, yeah, it's. I just, I really like it. Um, it's a great song. But our mutual, yes. and we the found this a few years ago. Yes, and we just have not, it's been the top dog for both of us for at least five years now. Yeah, and I think I found this one night while I was looking for new songs to Yeah, when we're to, doing the tradition, yeah. Yeah, to yeah. do. And we both, and like, a lot of times when we're doing the new songs, what we'll do is we'll load up our queue on the TV with just a bunch of music, yeah. and we're kind of listening a little passively mm-hmm. to see what picks our attention up what hooks us in yeah. and this song instantly yeah grabbed both of us yeah and this is one to watch the video absolutely definitely watch the video for this the song is set it off this christmas with the chorus being off, this christmas i'll burn it to the ground yes it is an amazing heavy metal song yeah and it's got 
great instruments through it. Great vocals, great lyrics. And the music video is so creepy, as you said. Yes, yes. The mask that the the main character wears is just great for haunters to look at. Like, it's inspiring. That is Set It Off This Christmas. Yeah, Set It Off is the name of the band. Yes. It, it is just an amazing song, and we think that's been our favorite now five years or six years running at least. It's been incredible, and honestly, um, yeah, I just I, I think that perfectly encapsulates how I feel about Christmas. It, like it just nails the the tone I'm trying to reach. Yeah, almost perfectly. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, so that is it for our discussion of the anti-Christmas list. Running a little bit over this week, but not a big deal. We've got a few moments to return to the question of the week. Do we have any answers to discuss? Yes, we do. So the question of the week was, what is your favorite... Um, Christmas myth or legend? I mean, yeah. hot winter myth or legend. Winter myth or legend. Uh, Ellie said, finish Santa, a la Rare Exports. Yes. And also the story of the fight between Ellie and Thor. Um, <laughs> of course because, that would be her. Yes. Um, so... That's Ellie's answer. Greg Rothberg, um, who was joining us live for the first time, said the abdominal snowman. Abdomin- abominable. Abominable. <laughs> the abdominal abominable. snowman does a lot of crunches. Yes. Um, and slash Yeti. Yeah. Should have just said Yeti, and you would have known it. Um, and Dawn Garlic said uh, she just heard about the tale of the Yule Cat. i got to look that one up. I'm not familiar with it. We covered it. Oh, we did? Yes. Oh. Um, and I forgot I, about it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because the the Christmas ones I usually do the research on. Yeah. So, and yeah. I usually I'm just along for the ride on those. Yeah. So okay. those are the three answers we have as of now. I'm sure we'll get more Wednesday when you post it. Absolutely. To the sh- page. And also, once again, if you're catching this recorded, definitely add more things there. You can do all the usual places: hauntweekly.com, Haunt Weekly on Twitter, Haunt Weekly on Facebook. You can send us comments, messages at all those places to enter yourself into this. And as always, you can find us at youtube.com slash hauntweekly. All the previous episodes are available there, and we do read the comments. Mm-hmm. We I get do. pretty little emails about those, so let me know if you have any feedback there, and also answer the question of the week. Once again, what is your favorite winter legend slash myth? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's about it. I think we've covered the list very thoroughly. Uh, like I said... You can find the URL to the list if you were just wanting to get it from the audio. It is tinyurl.com slash anti-Xmas2020. You can also just pull it from the show notes. We're going to add the link there in multiple places. It'll be on, like I said, hauntweekly.com, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere. We're going to be posting it to our Facebook page in the coming few days. It's going to be everywhere. So definitely feel free to check it out, look at the songs we discussed, and also... Um, feel free to make suggestions. That's one of the things. Is Yeah, we've been doing this for nearly 20 years. I'm pretty sure we've at least heard nearly everything, but we ain't heard it all. And I know we haven't. Yeah, well, there's new songs every year. New songs every week? Yeah. I mean, there's new stuff always coming out, and there's stuff, older stuff that we missed that just didn't come across our radar. Yeah. So on that note, everyone, I'm Jonathan. I'm Crystal. And we will see you all next week, hopefully with a guest. I'll see you then.